Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I had lunch with a friend of mine the other day. We got to talking about what we've learned in our lives and how long it took us to learn certain lessons. Lessons about healthy boundaries and sticking up for ourselves fearlessly. Lessons about taking care of ourselves so that we can be our best selves for ourselves and for others. And lessons about our worth and value. Those seem to be the hardest lessons for us. And I think for many, I'm quite sure. You know, it's funny, when you reach a point in your personal growth where you stop reacting to life as if life is somehow against you, right? And you stop that. And you start to see life as something that works on your behalf. Something pivotal changes inside a person. Changes that truly alter your perception of reality. Changes that that alter your perception of yourself. Changes that make you a better person. So... We caught up in how each other's lives have been, and as you do, when you haven't seen somebody in a while. And it had been many months since we'd seen each other, but you know what? The connection was still strong, and as it had always been. Um, and for me, that is a true relationship, a true friendship, that you just kind of pick up where you left off, even if it's been months or years since you've, um, you've seen or talked to each other. And the truth is I keep my friendship circle small on purpose uh, because I only need a few close, trustworthy friends around me. That's it. I don't need a whole group of people, and I don't need to be busy all the time. I can be with myself, um, and I don't have to occupy the space. But these very close friends, they fill the connection part of my bucket up, and that's kind of really all I need. I remember when I enrolled myself in therapy in 2009, this kind of brought up a story for me. I had just broken out of a very disturbing relationship, one that I would later discover was a primary karmic relationship for me, but I did not know it at the time. And rarely, when we get in these kind of situations, do we realize that it's karmic. Um, And so this relationship took its toll on me even well after the breakup. took me a long time to recover. And I suffered from PTSD for almost two years because of it. Um, And this relationship brought me to my core because it was supposed to. And in the past life that's connected with this relationship that I'm talking about, um, it took place in the time of the Exodus from Egypt. And in that past life, I was an Egyptian priestess and he was a Jewish slave. He was my Jewish slave. And interestingly enough, um, of course, in this life, I'm Jewish, and he's an Arab. And the very exploitative things that I did to him in that past life, he ended up doing to me in this current life. I was exploited in every way possible, except physically. 
I was messed up from that relationship emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually, and I needed to get right with myself. You know, I'll never forget what my therapist told me one day in therapy. Uh, I love therapy, by the way. I love being able to <laughs> dump my stuff on somebody else and just receive, right? Um, I was beside myself with anger one day about this relationship. I felt just so stuck and and I was so confused about why this happened to me. Again, remember this was back in 2009. So I wasn't as aware of myself and my life and all of this spiritual stuff that, that I am, you know, now I couldn't get over this. I couldn't get over the pain, the, the injustice, and I couldn't understand why this would happen to me. Why me? I asked, what could I have done that was so freaking bad that someone like this would come into my life, con me, manipulate me, exploit me, really mess with my psyche, gaslight me, the whole narciss narcissistic thing, and harm my mental health, and he not suffer for it. What in the name of God is making this happen? But you see, I was those questions, you know, I've talked a lot about questions that get you somewhere and questions that don't. High-level questions that give you high-level answers, and low-quality questions that give you low-quality answers. Well, I was asking all these low-quality answer questions, so I was getting low-quality answers. There was nothing about what I was asking that was helping me. I was beyond myself in victimhood. And three years later, interestingly, it took me two years to kind of, to not kind of, but eliminate my PTSD. I was highly driven to do that, but it did take time. But then a year later, with the help of a gifted friend, um, I came to the understanding that this was part of my karmic debt to settle. And that should I overcome it emotionally and psychologically, which I had been really working on, I would have my debt marked as paid in full. So for weeks, I struggled in therapy, processing my feelings about this relationship and the damage that occurred. And I was kind of stuck there. And then one day in one fell swoop, my therapist got up from her chair, went to another room and came back with a piece of paper that had something printed on it. And she said, here, Janice, read this. And so I read it and then I looked at her. I'm like, what in the heck are you talking about? And what it said was, learn to turn your FUs into thank yous for those with the worst behaviors are here to teach us about love. I'm like, what? I, did, I was just so in my pain that I couldn't get it. So yeah, I looked at her in amazement and shock. I'm like, I couldn't at the time truly process the wisdom in that short sentence. And it took me, in fact, many years to truly understand it and truly apply it, not only just to this situation, but to everything else in my life. But one day something shifted in me. A greater understanding arose within me and I was struck with the understanding and the acceptance of this relationship, why it happened. Not why me, but the purpose of it. There's a difference when you say why me versus help me understand the purpose, right? 
I finally understood that. And I learned the lessons that I needed to learn from it. Um, and if you can do that, if you can shift out of the why me and convince yourself that you have no clue about why something has happened and you shift into, I know there's a purpose in here somewhere. I know there's a lesson. What is it that I need to learn? If you approach everything in your life that way, knowing that every single thing, even the way the wind blows, right? Even the things that happen when you drive, even the things that, uh, you know, you think about, if you, if you become curious versus feeling con like you've been convicted, your whole life's going to change. So I became that I became curious and I said, okay, there's something in this, right? So once I figured that out, I never, ever experienced anything like that again. I didn't need to. I had passed the test and I had grown into a stronger and more powerful person. And each of my relationships has done that for me. Paying off karmic debt has been a mission of mine in this lifetime for me. And at first, I had no idea that all of my romantic relationships served that purpose. I wasn't given the agenda. You know, we come into this world our souls inhabit bodies in particular families and our souls have all of these experiences and relationships already mapped out. But when we come into our human form, when we are literally birthed, it's like we hit the delete button on all of that. Because if we actually knew what we were going to be dealing with, uh, sometimes the horrendous, painful and very, very powerful experiences, we'd run like hell away from them. So that's just not how it works. If we had the map and the plan, we'd try to manipulate it all. But it took me decades to realize that all of this was romantic karma. But as I grew older, well into my 40s, I finally was able to recover faster from unhealthy and wrong relationships and bounce back much more quickly because I could, I could, I knew there was a lesson that this wasn't just for naught, like it wasn't some random, none of these were random experiences. Nothing in life is random. Promise you nothing. And if you, if you honor that, right. And you're like, okay, well, if nothing in life is random and everything is uh, a teacher teaching moment for me, even the people in my life, they're the best teachers. And if everything outside of me is evidence of what's not right within me, and everything is outside of me as evidence of a lesson I need to learn, you are golden. You are golden because you will be focusing on learning rather than focusing on being the victim of your experience. So I was finally able to recover and bounce back faster. And here's the thing. I was able to turn every F you that originally showed up into a thank you, like truly beyond beyond grateful. There's nothing in my life I regret, nothing. Um, because I know that everything was supposed to happen and is happening for me. Doesn't mean I don't get discouraged. It doesn't mean my ego doesn't do an amazing job of making me feel kind of yucky sometimes and believing that, oh no, don't do that because uh, you're, you're, uh, you're not going to be kept safe. You're going to you're going to push me aside and that's not good, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for everything. And I'm, I have become very aware of how I think and how I perceive myself. 
But I'm very, like to this day, I'm very thankful for that awful relationship because it taught me a lot about who I wasn't at the time and what I needed to fix and complete within me to reclaim my personal power and trust my gut more. Like that, that's huge. And I think everybody, those are two lessons that everybody needs to learn to reclaim your personal power and to learn to trust yourself more, your gut. So the title of this episode is look back and give thanks and look forward and do this. Well, that this thing is called trust. You see, our lives are meant to be used and exploited for our benefit. Did you ever think about that? Right? They're not just meant to be experienced and you're not just meant to feel your feelings and do nothing with them. You're not meant to just go through your day and do nothing with your day. You're not meant to experience relationships and people and things and do nothing with them. Like be stoic and do nothing. That's not what life is about. Everything in your life has a useful component. And you can be curious and use it to your benefit. I don't mean maliciously exploit, but more so intentionally exploit. So that means that you look at every situation, every situation, every moment that you can maintain presence and you say, okay, how can I exploit this to my benefit? What's in it for me? What can I learn from this? And so when you look forward and you face uncertainty, this is the hardest, hardest one for most of us, trust. When you fear the worst because your happiness and future in your mind hinges upon a certain outcome and you're terrified that it won't happen and you're also terrified that if anything else happens other than your desired outcome that you don't know if you can handle it, trust. When you've been beaten down from relationships, when you've been undervalued in your job repeatedly, when life just keeps swinging at you, trying to knock you down, trust that there's better ahead. Trust that the universe has your back. Trust that there's a bigger plan if you keep working the plan on your end. If you keep being aware, if you keep learning, if you keep growing, if you keep moving forward and not staying in the old story of victimhood. Trust that everything is happening in your life, that it's actually happening for your life, for you. And once you get that, you're going to start being curious instead of feeling convicted, convicted of something inherently wrong with you. Nothing, and I mean nothing, is useless in life. Every single moment is a teaching and learning moment for each and every one of us. So the more that we can get into a a space of trust and become hyper aware of all these these micro and macro lessons, the more we can get into a space of trust, right? Knowing that we may not immediately know why something has occurred. And that's very natural because when things happen, it's just downloaded to me. When things happen, sometimes we need, um, we need them to simmer in us, in our, in our mind, in our heart, in our bodies. And then with that simmering, somehow something takes place. And time is an amazing healer. It's just brilliant time. If we allow time and space, right? It gives us a chance to step away 
and detach a bit if we allow it, right? And then somehow with that distance, we're, we were able to go, oh my gosh, that's why that happened. Holy moly. And because of that, this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned. This is what I've learned. And oh my God, I'm a better person for it. Look where I am now. Had that not happened, I wouldn't be here now. I can bless all the pain, right? So there's a greater reason, greater than we could possibly imagine, right? And, and when you know that, then trusting isn't too much of a problem. So look forward and trust. Think about something that's going on in your life, something that you really wish were different, something that you wish could turn out a particular way. I know I have different things in my mind where I, where I say, I wish this would happen in this way, or uh, I want this outcome, I want this outcome. And I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware of what my mind is telling me that I should want and that I do want. And notice how you feel when you think about those things. The, the, maybe the pressure. Maybe it's excitement. I don't know. But the pressure, this is what I'm focusing on, that you feel inside you when you put, when you hinge your happiness on an outcome. And then I want you to shift into what relief would look like, right? So maybe there, there's more than one outcome for you that could possibly be good. And then maybe you say, you know what? If I box in all of my expectations, then I'm limiting myself. Why would I want to limit myself when the universe is so vast, when God is so vast, when there are endless opportunities in parallel existences, right? We exist in multiple universes at the same time. Why would I decide to limit what's possible for me by only focusing on one particular outcome in desperation? Wow. I've never said it that way. So I hope this lands. The desperate part of you is not a helpful part of you. So if you look at what relief would look like, which might be that, you know what, I'm aware distantly of what I, what my mind wishes for. And then I say to the universe, this or something better. I hand it to you, universe, guide me, just guide me. You know, what's best. You know what, what's in my heart. You know what I want, but this or something better, right? Notice how you hinge your happiness on that thing rather than hedging your faith on source, a non-thing, your connection, your faith. The more you can give thanks to everything in your past and the more you can trust the uncertainty of the future, meaning, uh, and, and here's a great way to look at uncertainty. It, it's, of course, that you don't know what's going to happen. But if you have the right best beliefs about what you truly know about God, about source, and you know that you're taken care of, and even if there are times where you doubt that, but overall you know that there's something greater out there, and you, you say, okay, I know things are uncertain for me, but I can look back on everything in my past and point out areas of uncertainty 
and then they became clear. So there's evidence. That's the thing. That's what the message is. That's what they're trying to tell you is that there's evidence of uncertainty all through your life up until this point. And when you realize that and you say, oh my gosh, I remember five years ago, I was uncertain about what would happen and boom, now, now, you know, because your future self is the now that that already existed back then, but you didn't know that. Does that make sense? So again, these parallel versions of who we are exist in the same moment. All of these pieces, all, all evidence, all aspects of our future self already exist here and now. So if you know that, knowing that what's in your heart, it, it couldn't be there unless it was already true for you, I want you to just think about that. Then if that's the case, even if your mind says, well, you shouldn't really trust what isn't real yet. You can't, how can you have this blind trust? Cause your mind will mess with you big time. Your ego will mess with you. And it'll say things like, you know, you can't have faith on, on a baseless, uh, energy like source since when we, we have to panic, we have to worry, we have to always wonder and feel insecure and anxious. That's what your mind is going to do. But your soul knows differently. If you have big dreams, that's your soul speaking to you and your soul has no doubts. Your soul is calm. Your soul is doubtless. Your ego is always doubtful. So the more you can give thanks to everything in your past, because there's evidence of you overcoming, just like there's evidence of uh, tons of success and there's evidence of confidence and courage and certainty and uh, clarity. There's evidence of success. There's evidence of you being able to make decisions in a heartbeat. When your mind says, oh, you need to second guess everything because you suck at being a decision maker. But if you look back and you say, oh my God, in a heartbeat, boom, I made that decision. That's evidence. So we fail to look back at our successes, at, at the certainty that was created out of uncertainty. So keep taking notes of your hopes for a particular outcome and just pull back. Just notice pull back and, and remember, remind yourself, you know what? If I hinge my happiness on only one thing, I will automatically be disappointed because the likelihood of it happening is unknown to me. Only source knows the likelihood. And my mind is making me believe that I have to hinge my happiness on it. And so I'm not become the observer the watcher of your mind and emotions, and then tell the universe this or something better, this or something better. You do that and you'll always give thanks for everything you've experienced in your life that caused you pain. And you'll always lean into trust when you have lost your way because you know better and you're aware of your ego mind really trying to fight to win. I have experienced this so much this week where, um, my ego has been really, really pulling me back. A lot of doubts are coming up. A lot of insecurities are coming up that I thought I put to rest, 
But you know what I found that's happening? Because I'm getting ready to step into the next level of me. I'm getting getting ready to do some big stuff. Stuff that's going to really impact the world. And I know it will. And so my ego is like, my ego is like, yeah, it's not good enough. Yeah, it's, uh, you need to, you need to keep waiting and perfecting it. Who's going to really buy this program? So all of those things are coming up and, and I, I lost sight of the truth, which was Janice, that's just your fears showing up. Uh, you know, there's a saying new level, new devil, right? Anytime you step up into a new level of yourself, the devil comes back with the fears and the worries and anything that you haven't settled within yourself is going to come right back up just like it has for me, but I'm grateful that I'm aware of it. Right. And I want you to be aware of it. So if you just become the observer of your mind, you say, thank you past for everything you've done for me to get me to this point. And I trust in the future. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust in you, God. I trust in you, source, right? You're going to always um, believe that you're taken care of. This or something better. This or something better, God. Look forward and trust. In most circumstances, that's all you really got to lean back on. Hope this was helpful today. I hope this helps somebody who's getting caught up in their mind with doubt and discouragement. I think that's a word. Everybody gets discouraged. And the biggest message I want to share with you is don't stop. Don't stop moving forward. This has been a huge message for me this week. Remember I said, because the, the, the devil of doubt is showing up and that's only because I'm stepping into a bigger me. And so as long as I remember the devil of doubt will show up every time I grow and expand into an unknown area of my life. If you remember that for you, then you're going to become hyper aware, more hyper aware, more aware of the thoughts you think that aren't true. The devil of doubt will show up any time you try to go outside of your comfort zone. Anytime you try something new, the devil of doubt will show up. And so you've got to lean back into what you know, your faith, your history of success, knowing that you don't have all the answers. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to learn the answers. Hmm. Yeah. This is something better. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.